Welcome back to another episode of Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. My name is Aaron. My name is Adam. And this week we'll be reviewing an episode in season two. I forget which number it is, but it's called The Crush. And no, we don't mean orange soda. We mean lovey-dovey Hallmark kind of crush. Uh, which is worth noting because the show is all about orange soda. The show uh, being Keenan and Kel from the uh, 90s Nickelodeon. Yes, so this week we'll be dealing all with crushes, with um, emotions, with the the <laughs> with love. Love is in the air this week. Yeah, it is in the middle of November, December. <laughs> yes, so Thanksgiving is around the corner for us when you're listening to this. Maybe Thanksgiving has already happened. Actually, indeed it has. But... <laughs> That doesn't mean we can't have a little love story. Hallmark's a good way to put this yes. episode. It's got some Hallmark vibes. Hallmark vibes, indeed. Um, I wish Keenan and Kel came back and did a Hallmark movie with them. <laughs> because usually Hallmark movies don't have too strong uh, like lead characters. There's always like the lead character and then like the, the side character. <laughs> You'd probably be just um, exploring the uh, the Kai Raquel relationship now that they're both you know of dateable age. It's possible, or perhaps the relationship between Keenan and his new romantic interest this episode. Oh, also with time could get better. But yes. let's uh, let's stop teasing it and uh, happily sit down with Coolio on that on the big orange couch. Uh, did, I want to say something about the theme song this week. Which uh, I think is worth mentioning. You shared a wonderful video with me, and I'll post it on our Twitter of uh, Kel doing a dramatic reading. Oh yeah, of the Kenny Kel <laughs> lyrics, and I I love the the part that really I'm like oh this is perfect because there's a part that I never fully understood. <laughs> there's some there's some lyrics that Coolio has that uh, are lost on me, and Kel will clear it up. And in the video itself, Kel gets confused by what Cooley was trying to say. Which which really says something, because we're watching the Kenan and Kel television program, as Kenan calls it often, <laughs> including this episode. And they don't even know what the theme song says. So leave it to Coolio. Uh, like, like a professional rapper who made a rap for this, this TV show about two African-American dudes in Chicago, like in high school... Yeah, and, and no one has an idea of what he's talking about when he says, uh, what, I'm trying to think, remember the line. Uh, uh, it's double K, like two to get greatness. Oh, it literally doesn't make sense. <laughs> or like two, the good gradius, or like there, no one knows what it means or what it says. I'm going to, Adam, I'll dig up and make a, uh, uh, a file on like a Google sheet. Of mm -hmm. all of the videos of Coolio singing in the song, and maybe we can we can like listen to them enough, oh, we yeah. can parse out what he's saying. I like that plan. It's our responsibility, of course, on this show. <laughs> we want to leave no stone unturned when it comes to Keenan and Cal. We're gonna actually we're gonna have an episode where we unpack every word of that <laughs> song <laughs> and its etym etymology. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Does the double K refer to Keenan and Cal? <laughs> or twice the L. Oops. <laughs> Where does the name Keenan come from? No. Um, okay, so anyways, we begin this Keenan and Kel television program. Keenan's wearing a, a classic layered look from the 90s. He's got a shirt, an open flannel, and then on top of that, all that, a, a, a leather jacket. Yep, it looks like Halloween is approaching, right? we got Halloween <laughs> colors on Keenan. 
and Kel has blue with a, a maroon stripe. Like yeah, he's, he's got a Bobaloo blue shirt. <laughs> Bobaloo blue uh, plaid hat. So uh, they uh, kick off the the program uh, with with uh, what's the first thing that they do? I have here that he Keenan calls Kel Bubble Boy. Yep, yep. Um, or maybe I think he calls him either Bubble Boy or Bubble Bath. Or so they, there's a, a dialogue back and forth here about a bubble bath. They take some questions from the studio audience. Yeah, that's the main gimmick for this intro. Um, so the first question, Adam, would you like to kick us off? Yeah. Uh, how did you come up with the name for Keenan and Kel? And they are as confused as you are. <laughs> it's like, it's like they're, they're like, really? Like, why did you ask such a silly question? Keenan's like, <laughs> yeah. well, th- those are our names. And she goes, oh, what a coincidence, and sits down. <laughs> yep. And uh, the second one, which kind of, uh, which sets a little seed going into this uh, this episode about, uh, do you two have any girlfriends? And everybody goes, ooh. Yeah. And when they say no, yeah, and <laughs> they make a mistake. Yeah, Keenan goes, or, or is it Cal or Keenan? I think Cal. Cal goes, why is anybody interested? And it's like ah! <laughs> a deafening scream from all the ladies in the audience. Yeah, because yeah, they're, they're two cuties up there, you know. That's right. That's right. They're two good-looking young fellas. <laughs> and Keenan says a line that's meant for like one or two people, which is like we'll talk after the show. Yeah, but gonna, like all of them, talk every to, single one. Talk to everybody after the show. <laughs> Keenan is a ladies' man and a people pleaser. And last but not least. Uh, believe it or not, this is neither myself or Aaron in the audience, but he, <laughs> he is he is asking a uh, a Kinnikelth Abenaren like approved question. Yeah, it got the stamp of approval, Verifica- yeah. verification. So he says, "Do you guys already know what's going to happen in tonight's show?" <laughs> like kind Great of question. implying, like, yeah, how how meta is what you're doing right now? Yeah, like you clearly know you're on the Keenan and Cal <laughs> television program, right? You're on stage introducing an episode of the show. Do you know what's going to happen? Well, Kel's like, I don't know what's going to happen. And Keenan's like, I know what's going to happen. And we finally find out how Keenan gets the scoop. Uh, he has uh, sneak, sneaked, as he says, into the uh, producer's office to read the script. Which is such a Keenan thing to do. Absolutely. It's a real plan or a plot to, to understand what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> He's always trying to be in the know, that Keenan. And and we're grateful for it. Yeah, we're very happy that he knows and Kel does not. Uh, Kel does not. He asks for it, and Keenan uh, refuses to tell him, and you know shuffles off stage. That's right. So we enter into our scene one, and we're not at Rigby's, and we're not at the Rockmores. We're at. Is this a new set, or have we seen? Uh, I think it is the the hallway outside the uh, uh, the classroom. This is the hallway, right? So Keenan is opening up his locker. He has a bottom locker. Yeah, yes, which is uh, very unfortunate. Were you ever uh, have? Did you have ever have one of those? I did. Uh, senior year, I had a bottom locker. Oh no, not senior year. That was the senior year. <laughs> yep, I looked like a freshman. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's not fun. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, he's uh, pulling out some books for and stuff for class, and Kel sneaks up around him, is behind him, and says "boo," causing him to slam his head on the top of it. Yep. Which I mean, that's his own fault. Why is he all the way in the locker? Like, how deep are those things? <laughs> What's he trying to get out of there? <laughs> a good gimmick, nonetheless. And uh, then Janet uh, comes up behind them, and you were reminded of their school nemesis. 
Yes, Janet, like the Mindy Crenshaw of Keenan and Kel. <laughs> exactly. Uh, she says that they both look effervescent. Effervescent. <laughs> yep. And, and I also, I, that phrase I want to call attention to, look, is it effervescent like a smell? I looked it up already, Adam. Would you like me to, oh, to tell you the yes, definition? Please. I have it right here. Effervescent. Um, adjective of a mm-hmm. liquid giving off bubbles. Fizzy. Two. Vivacious and enthusiastic. I don't know if I said that first, the V word, right? (laughs) No, okay, so it's the second definition. But for Kel, it could also definitely be the first definition. Bubbly because orange soda. Yes. (laughs) Correct. Uh, Janet Janet has bothered them because... uh, uh, she Kel owes her three dollars. Kel turns over to his locker, uh, cracks it open, and uh, a bunch of orange soda cans and bottles pop, fall out of it because he loves orange soda, as he explains. And she's like, "Oh, you do." I think she says it in a very like condescending. <laughs> uh, and then she says, um, "I find orange soda icky." <laughs> to which uh, those are fighting words for Kel. Kel's like, "What? What did you say about? Don't you disrespect orange soda?" Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, but we did find out something about Janet, which is kind of nice. We found out that she is willing to lend people who she doesn't necessarily like that much three dollars. Yeah, and Kel he paid her back, which is a good for good on Kel. Yeah, good good citizenship right here. Yeah, helping each other out. <laughs> uh, one second here. Oh, that, I, forgot, I forgot to do that earlier. A little uh, orange zevia. That drink sounds very effervescent, Adam. Oh, thank you. It is. <laughs> it's not icky. I don't know what Janet was talking about. Janet is on some other level. Well, anyways, um, class is about to start, and Janet asks them if they finish their book reports. <laughs> they are very startled by that question, because Cal told Keenan that they weren't due until Wednesday. And I suppose it's... Mon- Tuesday or Monday? Monday or Tuesday, yep. So, Keenan is instantly mad at Cal. Yes. Hey, <laughs> uh, Cal says, I-, I got confused. You were born confused. Said- Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also, uh, Kells has a plan of his own uh, to make up a book report. And Keenan explains that's impossible. You need to at least read a few pages. And he calls him an Igmo. Yes. Uh, do you know what that's short for? No. Uh, Igmoranus. <laughs> what? Which is like a, it's, it's, it's like a, a, a moron, you know, in a sense. Well, that is a big word. Yeah, you, just, I, I, I think Dan Snyder was trying to get that to catch on in the 90s, calling people Igmo. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's clear that, um, I mean, that word would probably only come if you're reading books a lot and you see that word. But Keenan clearly is not reading books. <laughs> Maybe he only read the first part of the word. It. Oh, that's also possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so, uh, uh, worth mentioning, this episode is written by Dan Schneider, which... Uh, I definitely see that because uh, the kind of romantic plot lines that are about to ensue kind of uh, remind me a lot of his uh, like Zoe 101 material and stuff like that. Uh, I didn't even think of that show. Did he write that show too? Uh, he, I think he played a part in it. Yeah, it's part of his the canon, I guess. <laughs> the canon of Dan Schneider. Could you imagine if somebody makes a Dan Schneider Bible? It's like it's like just just like all of his shows, the the transcripts of every episode of every one of his shows. Oh yeah, pe- people are hey, we're fa- we're fans uh, of his earlier work. Maybe not the person. Yes, but. no, not definitely not Angus. <laughs> no, it's not some Angus material. Uh, funny that you mentioned that though. 
Uh, last season, uh, we had the episode where Dan Schneider guest starred as Angus. Uh, he played a character on it for an episode. And right at that same part of this season, we have uh, a guest star that's another big uh, name in the show's production. Right. And we'll get there in just about 30 seconds. Right? So, <laughs> yes. So we walk in. Keenan and Kel take their seat in the classroom. That is not socially distanced or COVID appropriate. <laughs> no, it's not as. It's also the same set as the Spanish classroom. It's the same set, but I I just want to highlight the chairs are so close together, <laughs> like not even. Yeah. It looks like like when you are putting like cleaning a classroom and you push all the chairs to like one side. It's kind of what it looks like. It does. I I understand it because of the way that the it's a stage. Of course, I'm just pointing it out. <laughs> yeah, you need enough space on the side for Kel to run back and forth and do crazy things. Uh, yeah, uh, but so their teacher, Miss uh, Mrs. Lufa, is not there, and instead there is a substitute. Yep, the substitute walks in, and it is a, a woman, a young woman, wearing a pantsuit and short hair. Uh, yep, uh, she uh, writes her name on the board as Miss Horn and introduces herself as the substitute teacher. Yes. Now, of note, Miss Horn is played by. Kim Fields Freeman, who is also a director on this show. Worth mentioning, nowadays she just goes by Kim Fields. So that, that'll save us a couple syllables for the rest of the episode. Good. Yeah, I, I feel like Michael in the episode of uh, of The Office. Uh, Jan Levinson Gould. Oh, no Gould? What happened to the Gould? No. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, uh, and I have uh, awesome things to say about her, like, throughout this episode, because she, she does a great job, I'll say. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's wonderful. Uh, while she is directing the episode, no, nonetheless. Uh-huh. Multi-talented. Multi-talented. Uh, so, yes, she explains that uh, Mrs. Lufa is not going to be with them for a little bit because she... Uh, what's she up to? She uh, checked into a mental facility. Yes, uh, teaching was a little too stressful for her. And when uh, Miss Horn says that, everyone looks at Keenan. <laughs> As a brand new teacher, she is very justified. Miss Lufa is justified <laughs> in checking into the mental hospital because she's too stressed out. I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would also like to say that um, uh, in our uh, time growing up, I certainly know some teachers that could have used a vacation. <laughs> 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 that's that's uh, an understatement. <laughs> yeah, so um, uh, she uh, sees that on her schedule, her agenda, that uh, it's uh, time for book reports, and she asks who wants to go first. Uh, two people in the back of the room raise their hand, but not before Kel is trying to hide under his desk. He falls yes. off, knocks the desk like on the on the other the corner of the room. And uh, and is trying to make himself very small. Uh, it does not work. He's he's drawn more attention to himself with this with these antics. Miss Horn picks him. Yep. Uh, so, uh, what do you think? How do you think Miss Horn is a, as a effective substitute teacher? She seems to get down to business, right? Well, she didn't take role. And, <laughs> no, that's that is important. And I mean, we don't know anything about how the class is going to run the next three weeks. I, I will say that. Um, uh, in the the crowd of of kids in this classroom, some looked uh, like you know around Keenan Kel's age, but some also looked very young. Yep, some looked very very young. <laughs> There's like a baby faced boy behind Keenan. Yep, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Kel goes to the front of the room and uh, uh, tries to do a book reports without a book. <laughs> and what happens? He runs out the door. 
<laughs> which, which I like. I would love if I gave that to a student and they had to stand up and present, and they ran out of the room. I would be so excited. I'm like, that the, I'm like that's awesome. Yeah, this, this is a good day. That would be so funny. But anyway, so Miss Horn's kind of like confused. Uh, she's like, "What?" And so Janet's basically like, "Don't worry about him. I'll go." So she, Janet, stands up in the front of the classroom with the book. Do you want to read the title to us, Adam? "Women Better Than Men" by Margaret Gruff. <laughs> so she begins this eloquent presentation about the book just flipping through the pages and blah 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 and we cut like you know it does like the blur pan to the classroom <laughs> sleeping everybody's asleep even miss horn um and yeah janet finishes and we learned to find out that it was about 45 minutes long yeah it was a, a very she basically took all her t- the time of the class uh but she does uh, not enough time for uh miss horn to call on keenan to give his report so keenan goes up to the front of the room and does his spiel like he's on stage he's like my name is keenan i like sports and movies and spaghetti who here likes spaghetti <laughs> kel has been brought back into the classroom right, right right i forgot that part uh by uh principal dimley making a return yeah nice little cameo here uh he was apparently hiding in a tree yep He's covered with like twigs and branches and stuff like that. I want to know what Principal Dimley's rounds look like. As she, you know, like, as she go outside <laughs> and like look in trees. How did she find him? But anyways, yeah. Uh, so as Keenan's uh, like stalling for time, he's like, "I read a book," and then Kel says, "What's the name of the book?" <laughs> just, just to throw him off. Uh, but yep, uh, the the bell rings. Fortunately, yes, um, the bell rings after Keenan had stalled significantly. Like he was up there just, just. It was a uh, an effective filibuster. <laughs> yes, he did a great job. So everybody leaves the classroom, um, and as Keenan's about to leave, he's the last one, and Miss Horn closes the door. Yeah, she stops him. <laughs> I also think it's worth mentioning that for some reason this episode, Keenan, like in this beginning scene, he just has a football. He like got it out of his locker, and he's just like thumbing with it and hanging on to it. Yep. <laughs> Even during the presentation. Uh but yeah, uh, so uh, Miss Horn calls Keenan out on his uh, his nonsense. Yep, she's like, "You didn't do this, did you?" And he was like, "No." And that was basically it. Yeah, she's like, "You know, I just want you to be honest with me. Uh, do it, to, you know, read a book for tomorrow," which Keenan doesn't like. But he's like, "All right, that's fair. Thanks for not giving me a zero. Miss mm-hmm. Horn says, "I want our relationship to get off on the right foot." Keenan goes, "Right foot, left foot, you know." <laughs> so I just thought that was funny, worth noting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Keenan goes down to pick up his backpack that he dropped and he hurts his back yeah uh to, to his uh diagnosis he pulled his uh, glutinous maximus <laughs> that's right um so miss miss horn lets him know that his her father is a chiropractor and she can help him fix his back <laughs> and he replies that's his learning not yours <laughs> which is my favorite keenan line ever that's amazing. Yeah. I'm totally going to use that. It, it's it's appropriate, too, because, yeah, no, you're not a chiropractor. What are you doing? That's right, yeah. One time in college, like, my friends were hanging out, and this one girl was trying to crack somebody's back. Like, a chiropractor. She's like, I go to the chiropractor. I'm like, so what? <laughs> <laughs> you're playing with somebody's spine. That's his learning, not yours. Right. <laughs> you can't just, like, oh, yeah, I had this done to me. It's like, you can't do that. 
Yeah, that's not how information gets transferred to people. <laughs> you could paralyze somebody forever. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful. Uh, so as she's giving Keenan a hug and fixing his back, uh, Cal looks in through the window and is aghast at the sight. Yeah, all he sees is Miss Horn giving Keenan a hug from behind. He thinks the worst that something something's afoot. That's right. So left foot, right foot. A foot. <laughs> like we go to the next scene. Well, yep, we had to rig bees after that oh, long opening scene, but very good. And Cal is basically harassing Keenan, telling him about how Miss Horn likes him. Yeah. yeah, he's really on his case. He says that I, I can tell she likes you, and Keenan's response to that is, "You can't even tell time." <laughs> Cal doesn't really know what to say. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Cal doesn't deny that. Nope. He says, "Don't change the subject." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it goes on to like Keenan's cleaning around Rigby's and getting everything in order, and Cal's just keeps it going. Keenan's got a girlfriend. Keenan's got a girlfriend, which he repeats seven times. As Keenan's uh, like stocking the meats and stuff in in Rigby's, so he points a pepperoni threateningly at him, and he says, "You're gonna have a, you're gonna have a pepperoni in your nose to keep yapping." <laughs> so I, I I kind of I I oh, I I like this dynamic, uh, uh, because usually like I'm thinking of the orange soda episode where Cal was really just kind of tortured by everyone. Yep. Uh, for for his his problem that he has, <laughs> right? His addiction, like teasing Keenan for something like, I this is definitely very common. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, yeah, I, I'm sure you've seen that as a student or as a teacher, maybe. Uh, both. <laughs> yep, you te- you tease your friends. That's what you see for sure. Um, so, yeah, Cal's basically just like picking on him, and he's like, "No, Keenan, you do have a girlfriend. I know females." <laughs> and Keenan goes, <laughs> "She's not a female. She's a teacher." <laughs> she says like. <laughs> phenomenal and he's like it's not possible for a woman in her 20s to like to like me or something like that yeah she she said uh, he says she's like what in her 20s she's old (laughs) (laughs) and even they like know the irony of that because they're basically probably when they're doing this they're basically probably like 20 i remember the the line from uh (laughs) earlier when with keen was dating like his uh, his dad's boss his daughter right And he said, uh, you know, my, my dad's married. He doesn't know anything about love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just the childhood it's, innocence shining through. Yeah, the same joke as that. So uh, Chris comes out, and they have a couple questions for him. Uh, get, get, have him weigh on another topic. Which is a great idea, because Chris is a bright guy. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he doesn't seem to have the experience nope. that they, they need. They ask Chris, like... um. Did did you ever have a cr- did any woman who was older than you ever have a crush on you? And he was like, no. And then Kel's like, well then, I guess younger women have had crushes on you, right? <laughs> He's like, well, no. It's like, well, Chris, what kind of women like you? <laughs> He's like, stop asking questions. Get back. Like, what's up? And then he just walks, rushes to the back room. I think it's the the all that we see of Chris this episode too, which is a great little a great little bit. Yeah, he's got trouble with women, unfortunately. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, the scene's not over. No, it's because, not. Because uh, they're getting a- another opinion from the regular in the shop, of course, uh, Eth- Miss Ethel Quagmire. Yes, so when these episodes were recorded, as Amazon mm-hmm. says at least, right, Miss Quagmire mm. had already had not won the lottery yet. But then in the Wikipedia list... This episode comes 
after Miss Quagmire wins the lottery. Yeah, yeah, might might lead to some credence to that uh, that order. I I think I've got a, a proper order why Amazon lists them that way. Uh, uh, we'll get into that in a few. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so Miss Quagmire comes in asking for some hot sauce, and uh, I guess she's feeling spicy today. <laughs> she's always feeling <laughs> spicy. She always she's wanted hot sauce before. Like she came in, oh, yeah. she came into Wrigley's yeah, and yeah. specifically wanted hot sauce. Um, she must be. A hot sauce lover. So Cal's like, oh, let's ask Mrs. Quagmire. Mrs. Quagmire, have you ever been interested in younger men? And as he reaches <laughs> up to grab the hot sauce, which is above her, and help her out. Mm-hmm. And she quickly grabs his arm and holds it so that he's, he's like, <laughs> his arm's like wrapped around her. And uh, that is enough to like um, create a magnetic connection between the pair of them. <laughs> and she begins chasing him around Rigby's. <laughs> Yes, they. Uh, she she is chasing them around Rigby's. That's exactly what's happening. Um, yeah. Like you, young rascal, you. She's she's like <laughs> sexually attracted to Kel instantly in that moment. <laughs> Which yeah, no, Kel Kel does not want any of that and is chased around the squashes and out the door by her. <laughs> and, and Kel's just, and Keen is watching like open mouth, mouth agape. Um, I must say, Adam, you're right about the squashes. This, so this must be in the fall, right? Because they're they're in school. Mm-hmm. And their squashes. Keenan's wearing flannels all the time. Uh, they have jackets We're on. We're about to have Thanksgiving too. Football. He's got a football on his hand. It's got to be in the fall. You're right. This is a real autumnal episode. Yep. And this- Maybe that's why they really put it in September. Yep. They're like, we gotta, we gotta hit that, that high note of the, the season. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, so Kel is rushed out the door with a bottle of hot sauce. Adam, make sure you get that for the uh, oh. end of season tally. It- it's on the count. <laughs> uh, yes. So that is, uh, yeah. Uh, we have a very quick, very short uh, scene back in the classroom. But effective. A- effective, yeah. The next day, uh, we cut to Keenan giving his reports on a book. What's the book called? I would be amiss to say <laughs> that I know what the book is called. Oh, are you doing the filibuster? I'm, I'm the Cal in the audience. What's the name of the book? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let me stall some more. The book that I chose to do was a very fine book. <laughs> yeah, it's it's called The Lost Jewels. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it which sounds like a like a what the pearl like it's a John Steinbeck story. It does sound like that, yeah. yeah it's about a guy who's I guess struggling to find jewels but really struggling to find himself according to Keenan's report. So I'm I'm proud of Keenan. He did it. He he like he was working that day too, but after that, he like you know read a book and gave a verbal assessment of it. That's right. That's so where he went to the library and found some spark notes. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so, and I, I do want to say that today, the next, the following day, Kel is wearing his uh, phenomenal green leprechaun outfit. <laughs> yeah. So he, it, what this is, is basically a triple XL polo shirt. <laughs> Um, like, yeah. like lo- the sleeves go down below his elbows, um, and, and it's tucked into his pants, it's tucked in and, and the sleeves are just about the same exact length as the shirt when it's tucked in and it's like silky. <laughs> so it probably, it, it probably smells bad if he's not wearing deodorant. Yeah. And it's more green than like an Irish flag. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So, oh yeah. So Keenan gives this presentation and, uh, everybody gives him a, a round of applause because people seem to like Keenan. Right, and they, then they yeah, like this presentation. He's a, he's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. He's a people pleaser. Um, he's one of those guys that you want to cheer on, 
right? That yeah. that's how I feel yeah. uh, at least. If I was like his classmate, I'd be like, yeah, nice job, Keenan. I'd be impressed after he definitely didn't do it the other day and stalled the whole time. Yeah. Uh, well, after his presentation, Miss Horn takes a moment to say how great Keenan's presentation was. Yeah, uh, and uh, Kel is really kind of rubbing it in. You, you see he's got a bunch of more ammo for his uh, upcoming teasing. Yeah, one of the things she says is how it touches, his, touches her heart, how it is such a well-done presentation where it really got to the heart of the story, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so uh, that's it for the scene. We go right back to Rigby's. Yeah, so really quick scene. There's a lot of quick scenes in the second half of this episode. In Rigby's, which is our next scene, Kel is drinking an orange soda and, again, harassing Keenan. Oh, yeah. Uh, tease him some more. Keenan tells him to shut his big bazoo. And there, he's like, all right, Miss, he says very clearly to Kel that Miss Horn doesn't pay any more attention to me than anyone else in that class. Ding, ding. As the door to Rigby's opens. Oh, hi, Keenan. It's Miss Horn. The other day when Keenan mentioned that he hurt his back, he hurt his back. He said that he lift, he hurt his back lifting stuff at Rigby's. That's right. So that's uh, she's like, I. you said the other day you worked at Rigby's. So I came by to pick up uh, some kitty litter. Meanwhile, Kel is very suspicious. Oh, yeah. Kel is like really, <laughs> really intrigued in what's going on here. I mean, think about it. She thought about Keenan enough to stop by the store he works at to get kitty litter when she's never been there before. No. That's what she uh, mentioned. And so. not only that, yeah, she has a different request as well. Yeah, so after she checks out, 419, hope you got that. Oh, no, you probably, you don't have to account for everything that Rigby's does or sells. Sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, if 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 uh, kitty litter is destroyed later on, we know how much it costs. That's right. We, we do indeed. Uh, 419. Which seems to be a good deal, but um, that's besides the point. Miss um, Horn asks Keenan to please stay after school tomorrow. And Keenan's like, okay, but why? And what's the reason, Adam? Uh, she needs a, uh, hang on, I have it right here. Uh, she can use a tall, strong man. As she walks away and almost like winks at him. Yeah, which is uh, a very... Uh, causes well first when she first asked it causes Kel to spit out his orange soda oh yeah which you you know it's bad when Kel's spitting out orange soda it's I can't believe we didn't even <laughs> highlight that more yes she's like Keenan I need you to stay after school tomorrow and Kel goes spitting it out it's very very apropos and after she says uh, <laughs> big strong man uh, Kel is just shouting I told you I told you <laughs> and Keenan's had so much. <laughs> of him until now that he will he tackles him on the counter he's just over it which is good because usually keenan's the one you know making everybody else frustrated so it's nice to see the favor returned that's the neat thing about uh when it's keenan uh being teased he will retaliate like physically <laughs> as we're about to see in the next scene too probably because keenan is insecure oh yeah From a psych absolutely. psychological standpoint Yep. Yeah, he's in, uh, and he doesn't have a good code mechanism for this. No, he picks on other people, and then when he gets picked on, he responds with aggression. That's a telltale yeah. sign of, of uh, some some insecurities. I'm happy he's like the class clown and not like some kind of bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he, uh, it's just some kind of like verbal back and sparring with Janet, but she kind of deserves it a little bit. Keenan is definitely like one of the largest people in the room. 
<laughs> yeah, it's also probably because he's like 19, 20. Yeah, at this that's, that's time. why I pointed it. Yeah, he's definitely older than everybody else. <laughs> Cut to commercial. Afterwards, we go to the, uh, we uh, head to the Rockmores at dinner time. Oh, so, Kyra, Mr. and Mrs. Rockmore are seated at the table. Keenan and Kel enter through the back door, and Kel is asking Keenan a slew of questions. <laughs> yep. He's uh, including, uh, can I be your, the best man at your wedding? Yep, can I, uh, are you guys going on a honeymoon? And, uh, have, uh finally, and the, the line that makes, uh, makes Keenan, like, kind of crack up a little bit is, uh, when you have kids, can they call me Uncle Kel-Kel? And then he does this, like, very weird voice. He's like, hi, Uncle Kel-Kel! Something like that. <laughs> Do that funky dance, Uncle Kel-Kel! <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> That is Thanks. exactly what it sounded like. <laughs> I feel like you practiced that. Uh, it's not. It's one of my voices, like I'd say. <laughs> I don't know if it's a child's voice, though. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and then immediately his parents pick up the, skip the, the vibe and start grilling him about his new girlfriend, too. Yep. Uh, they're like, oh, tell us about your little snuggle bunny. They're very, they're actually like excited and kind of like playing into it. So that it's, it's snuggle bunnies is funny because I think that's what uh, Mrs. Rockmore called Mr. Rockmore in college when they first uh, started dating. That's right. We found that out. Um, Keenan and Kel fact. And Keenan's quick to say, I don't have a girlfriend, which causes them to torment him some more. So something really funny with Kel happens in this bit. <laughs> After all his questions, Keenan like shoves him out the back door. And then as he says, I do not have a girlfriend, like you said, he comes in through the other door. Yep. <laughs> he walked all the way around the house and walked in the front door. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there, Cheryl pulls aside a chair for Kel and to get him to spill the beans about this girl. And he's like, tell us all about her. Um, and it's like, uh, does she go to your school? <laughs> and Kel's like, yeah, you could say that. It's like, oh, is she in your class? Technically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's real mad about that, Keenan. Uh, and, and they all, Kyra starts the chance that they all pick up on, which is Keenan's got a girlfriend. Keenan's got, got a girlfriend. girlfriend. And then the greatest moment of retaliation <laughs> so far in Keenan and Kel. <laughs> They're all chanting at the table with, you know, their food or on the food on the table. They're sitting, they're eating their dinner. And Keenan grabs the hose on the sink, like, you know, the spray hose, and sprays <laughs> yeah. them all out of the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. It's so good. <laughs> because they, yeah, it's, it feels good because they deserve it. <laughs> they do deserve it. But also, <laughs> yeah, it would feel, if, if they were innocent, it'd be like crazy. But no, yeah, they, they, they were asking for it, and he delivers. So very cathartic. What's funny is they don't find out that it is the substitute teacher and not one of their classmates. Yeah, yeah. It's a... Uh, I find Kel, uh, Keenan's relationship with the situation very, uh, it's complicated. Because uh, he's very much, you know, in, like, you know, saying, like, you know, he, he doesn't, he, he, I think he has some respect for the teacher. Yeah. Maybe more than other others, because she, like, you know, didn't just give him a zero. Yep. Uh, and But he doesn't, she doesn't seem to have a romantic connection to her at all. Well, I think probably not, because you're not supposed to have one with the teacher. Right, right, and but and that, that's the type of thing that he's like grappling with. I also, I also think there's the uh, the possibility of what if she does have a crush on him? He's like, would mm -hmm. that be the worst thing in the world, or would it be kind of cool? Would it would it like inflate his ego a little bit, being like, oh yeah, you could get older women? And that's the exact uh, tune that he goes into uh, his sleep 
with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we uh, jump to Keenan's bedroom where he's seated on his bed with his doggy pajamas on and he's talking and the phone rings and he answers. It's Kel who just keeps saying, Keenan's got a girlfriend, Keenan's got a girlfriend and he hangs up on him. <laughs> yep, and Keenan's, you know, like getting ready, snuggling in a bed. He's like, he says, uh, you know, teacher having a crush on me, maybe my dreams. And then immediately, like, like actually, he's knocked out. <laughs> yeah, just instant. That's that's a good little joke. Yep. So, what is this dream, Adam? Well, here we go. Another Keenan and Kel dream. Just adding the layers. There's been so many of adding, them. Adding adding layers to the the dream saga. The yeah, it is. I and I think it's great because it's like. The dreams of a high school high school boys, right? It allows the show to be a little more like cartoony than it than it might be able to like on its own. That's right. Uh, so yeah, did Drake and Josh ever have a dreams like this? a dream sequence? I I, I want to say yes. I do not know exactly which one. <laughs> I know that <laughs> Josh uh, imagined his teacher as a fairy <laughs> uh, <laughs> as he was uh, not playing any video games. Re- right, you remember. Press B right. to save me, Josh. <laughs> Press me. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so uh, in this dream, uh, speaking of teacher dream, uh, uh, Miss Horn is sitting in the, the classroom. It's kind of uh, very foggy and uh, spookily, like kind of romantically lit, I'd say. Uh, Keenan enters into the space. Wearing a tuxedo, yes, <laughs> which makes definitely makes you uh, you realize how uh, it. Uh, you said it earlier. Keenan's the biggest one in this classroom. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like looks like kind of like kingpin <laughs> in this giant suits. <laughs> Just what, uh, and the classroom looks infinitely smaller. Yeah, the the, the classroom looks like a shoebox to him. <laughs> the uh, the chairs, as you said. Are kind of all like arranged on the side of the room. <laughs> this this time, yes, yes. Um, and you know how in, when you have a dream, you're kind of just like in a situation, and your your dream self knows what you're doing. Yeah. Like, but you don't know how you know what you're doing. Yep. That's definitely Keenan, because Keenan walks into the classroom with a mission. Oh yeah. In this dream. Uh, and he uh, uh, immediately wants to uh, get close with Miss Horn. So he, like, reaches out his hand, mm-hmm. extends his arm almost, um, and then she stands up to uh, reveal that she's wearing a dress, like a gown. <laughs> Which is, I don't know about you, but I don't think I've ever smelled a thing in my dream. I don't think that's a sense I have. Ah, interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's a uh, new, new fragrance. Yes, it's called Sniff Me. Which is kind of just like weird and gross. <laughs> yeah, it's not very. I, I, even if you put them like cursive, it doesn't look fancy. It doesn't sound fancy. No. Uh, but they do a little. Uh, uh, the music begins, and they do a little tango. Uh, across. Yeah, the, which is the room. just like the first time I saw this. I'm sure I, I saw it when I was younger, maybe. But when I saw it recently, oh my gosh, this was hysterical. Like. Here is Keenan in his dream dancing with the substitute teacher who he has a crush with. It's just so funny. Uh, I would say that I, compared to, uh, uh, was it uh, Drinking Orange Rain? This is uh, so much better. 
that that must have cost so much money the orange rain one yeah yeah and it was so bad uh they they like you know tripped on the like the vocals uh, like i think the rest of it was fairly okay but this one it, it played with in its like to its strengths of the scene mm-hmm. it, it didn't extend its reach and uh i think they did some real you know uh, it, it was some good choreography they do the thing with the rose picking it up off the uh off the desk yep Yep, they're they're dancing the whole tango, doing spins and doing lifts. The, the camera work thing. is awesome too. Yeah, it is. It's f- fantastic. It's like floating right above them, and all these angles that you don't normally see. Mm-hmm. And they both have this serious look on their face, like eyebrows raised, or like you know, like like a dancer would. It's pretty good. And um, Miss Horn lets Keenan know you're quite a dancer, and he responds, "You're quite a woman." <laughs> and he drops to a knee and says. Um, would you join me for dinner? She says, I'd rather just marry you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going, all right then. <laughs> Which is a fun, fun bit. She goes, oh, Keenan. He goes, oh, Miss Horn. <laughs> yeah, they... Oh, oh, Keenan. <laughs> oh, Miss Horn. Yeah, and it transitions into Keenan waking up. And Keenan waking up is great because he like he, he's saying stuff like "Oh, squeeze me." <laughs> and, well, you know who's waking him up, right? It's Kel. Okay, good. I was gonna say, is that one of those scenes that got cut out? No, no, no. Uh, no, yeah. So Kel is like Keenan, Keenan, and that's Miss Horn in the dream. And uh, they basically say we're gonna be late for school. Like, it's like what? Late for school? It's the middle of the night. And no, it's not. It's time time to go to school. So Keenan grabs his backpack and walks out. But. He's still wearing his PJs. It's a great, like, comedic pause, because they run out, then, like, a second later, he comes back in, and he's like, you're just gonna let me go to my... <laughs> go to school in my pajamas, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> throw me my pants. And then our transition to the next scene is a cartoon pair of pants with zippering up. <laughs> so, yep. Uh, we'll... Uh, that, uh, Miss Horn uh, goes through... Uh, uh, is teaching a class, and uh, the bell rings, ending it, and everyone files out. Right, and remember, today is the day that Keenan's supposed to stay after school to help Miss Horn. Yeah, uh, Kel's really worried about it, too, which I think is he's good. It, like, Keenan, uh, Kel's concerned about Keenan, and and that his relationship with this teacher is, like, going too far. Uh, and yeah. Kel's, yeah, in Kel's mind, and so I think it's a very responsible thing to do as a friend. He's like, you know, I'm I'm not letting you out of my sights. That's right. So uh, Miss Horn like is basically like, okay, Keenan, can you get the step stool from the closet? We're basically just gonna hang up some pictures in this room, which she's substitute teaching for. So whatever. But, <laughs> yeah, I've got some more questions about that in a few. But <laughs> oh, also, Adam, uh, we have to mention that this is definitely eighth period. Oh, you're right. Eighth because period, the end of the day, last one. So yeah, uh, at, so yeah, that's what she wants. She asks Keenan, and it's like Keenan's like, oh yeah, cool. Uh, they go up uh, as uh, they're throwing up the step stool inside. A ladder <laughs> hits the window from outside, and uh, slowly Cal ascends. <laughs> so funny. He's like peeking up, seeing it. Uh, so Miss Horn climbs on the step stool, and she's she's got a hammer and nail, and she's about to hang in the nail. Um, but she loses her balance. Yeah, and Keenan's there to catch her. Luckily. Uh, but Cal sees this and, again, mouth wide open. He's like, <gasps> she's in his arms. All he sees is them embracing each other. 
And so he loses it so much so that he falls backwards. <laughs> yeah, crashes with his ladder. Second attempt, uh, she gets the hammer and nail from from Keenan, and as she's going to to do it, Keenan gets a little something in his eye. It's it's kind of a weird moment in the show. It's like it's a weird acting moment. He's like, "Oh, I have something in my eye." It's like. <laughs> That's a we- you know that seems like something they would practice in acting school, but I don't know. Yeah. It didn't seem like Keenan pulled it off too well. And the director is right there. <laughs> she- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's like she's like literally can give him direction like from, from one foot away. That's right. <laughs> um, and my guess, if I had to justify that, would say hammer nail. They're probably with a toolkit. Maybe there's a bunch of like sawdust nearby them, around them. I- I- you ever get that in your eye? It sucks. I'm not yeah. a fan. That's right. Well, anyways, Miss um, Horn is like, oh my gosh, you got something in your eye. Let me let me check to see if it's okay. So she's basically, Keenan's basically leaning forward and she's kind of like leaning back to see, get maybe get better light into her, into Keenan's eye. But who's there to watch? Kel's looking through the window at, at this event and he sees them going close to each other. He's looking through the, the window of the door going yes. into the classroom. Right. And uh, seeing that, he has seen enough, and he shouts, No! And he barges in, and <laughs> basically runs over to Keenan. He's like, No, no, no! And then he, he spanks Keenan away from Miss Horn to, towards the front of the room. Yeah, which, um, like, yeah, that's a... Uh, uh, I don't know if, if Keenan is the one to blame for that. That said, he's the one to spank. <laughs> like he's the one that Keen that Kel can interact with that way. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And uh, as Keen as Kel is like slapping him away, Miss um, Horn is like, "What are you doing? Like, what what's happening?" Kel goes, "He's just a boy." <laughs> yep. Which is uh goes right on my counter here of he's just a child. <laughs> I'm just a child. It gets half a point. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, a character in the show is just a insert type of child. It's Kel has to shout it too. Yes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that happens, and they slowly explain that everything that he saw was not true. It was a step stool, and he had something in his eye. I saw you two hug. <laughs> what about the kiss? Horns like there was no kiss. And he, afterwards, he's kind of like, oh, I'm. And he says to Miss Horn, "I'm sorry, I spanked your man. Your man. He's not my man." <laughs> she gets all up in his face. Yeah, she, everyone's really upset about that. So, uh, yeah, then the the scene ends. It, yeah, she explains like, "Look, yeah, you're the student. I'm the teacher. I would not be dating you." Uh, yes. What does she say exactly? Kelga is trying to like you know cover his tracks, and he goes, "I guess I should have known that a woman like you would never be attracted to a guy like Keenan." And Keenan's like, "Hey." <laughs> Yeah, and then all of a sudden there's a new voice in the scene. Uh, you hear guys say, hey, babe, are you ready? And this man <laughs> looks like Keenan plus about 20 years. <laughs> yep, there's, he's standing in the doorway. Uh, wearing pretty much the same outfit that Keenan's wearing. Red and blue colors with like a brown jacket over it. With the same hairdo. Same hairdo, S- like same, same build. <laughs> same shoe style. Uh, 12, 20 years is a lot. Maybe I'd say like plus ten. Okay, plus ten. Yeah. And and uh, Miss Horn is basically like, oh, Keen, Cal, you should meet my boyfriend. Is it? Yeah, it's my boyfriend, Kevin. Kevin, yeah. 
And uh, yeah, that the that's how the episode ends with Keenan like awkwardly shaking his hand and Cal like looking back and forth at them because they're clearly uh, look the same. Right, which almost confirms the fact that maybe Miss Horn did have a crush on Keenan. Yeah, maybe she likes Keenans or guys that whose names start with K and and. Right, right. Anyways, an ironic ending to a pretty darn funny episode. Yeah, so the uh, uh, back on stage, uh, we have a, a pretty great moment here uh, of Keenan and Kel come out and they uh, they uh, and out would like to give a special thanks to their guest star, uh, who also directed the show, Kim Fields, and she, Kim Fields Freeman. Yep, she comes out on stage, uh, and uh, everyone's like cheering for her, and Keenan passes her a bouquet of flowers. As as you do on like a on like a theater night, you know. Yep, yep. She takes the flowers and you know like says like oh thank thank thanks and then she basically goes right back behind stage. Yeah, which seems like she was being very bashful, which it was probably the most genuine moment ever on the show. I imagine she was surprised by the flowers. It's possible. <laughs> yeah, because as she leaves, like Keenan and Cal are kind of like chasing her behind the like in front of the curtain. They're like, "Where are you going?" <laughs> like. A little bit. It could have been, oh, but she also directed the episode, so... Oh, she's got work to do. She's got to direct the next moment here. Maybe. That's <laughs> right, maybe. Um, yeah, so, anyways, bas- I wonder what it would be like to be in the studio audience. Like, I bet you see the director a lot. I feel like I- we have in our capability to interview someone that saw Keenan and Kel. <laughs> maybe the woman who left the Amazon review. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Around the Christmas time, we'll be like, "Hey," because <laughs> you just you're constantly just seeing people in those audiences. They're changing every episode. Right? That's right. Yeah, and you might see a part of an episode. The numbers, I think, add up. That it's like you, if you went to Nick, Nick, uh, was it uh, Nickelodeon Studios in Orlando, Florida, in that era, then you may uh, let us know. Uh, right into KeenanKelPodcast at gmail.com and we would love to talk to you to learn more about your experience. We, we would. We would love to hear from you. Um, anyways, Kel's basically like, man, you know, like, you got to do that fun dance number this show. I didn't get to dance at all. Oh, well, then Keenan's like, well, let's fix that. And he calls for music, grabs Kel close, and uh, they begin. Uh, the same music plays and they do some dances. Yep. And uh, they're dancing around a little bit. Um, and they're both, you know, they both have their right hand extended towards where they usually exit the stage, exit stage right. And uh, Kel's like, where are we going? Keenan goes, <laughs> just follow my lead. And Kel goes, oh, here it goes. <laughs> which is which is great. Just a good yeah. energy to, to end the show on. It's not Kel being upset or frustrated. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And again, good camera work here. It, it cuts from like the, the zoomed out. TV one, like from, you know, that sees the audience to the up close one and really good ending to a, a really good episode, as I just said. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about this. Uh, uh, so uh, first, uh, whose fault do you think this episode is? Keenan's or Kel's? Kel's. Absolutely. Even though there's no big fallout, really. It was just like a misunderstanding. Yeah. But the it, misunderstanding is like in his court. Oh, for sure. I also think that this is uh, an episode that Kel's a little... It, he's not his true self, really. I mean, yeah, he's dumb and he d- uh, teases Keenan, uh, but he—it's yeah, not about him making misunderstanding things. That's oh, right. I, 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 I take that back. It's all about him misunderstanding things, but in like a a more like classic sitcom way. Yes. 
I want to talk about the episode real quick here about how I I want to I think it it balanced things well with the teacher student relationship. Yeah. Uh, be, be, I I think in another light, or if they made some different decisions, that could be very uh, bad. <laughs> like that that's a that's a bad territory, uh, inappropriate relations with minors and stuff like that. But it was uh, it was a reasonable approach. The substitute teacher angle. Uh, I think Kel's reaction was appropriate, right? Uh, yeah. Although there's a little bit of some, I guess, victim blaming, <laughs> where where he get he got really mad at Keenan for following, think, think assuming that he followed through with it, when it's I don't know a little quid pro quo. Both are at fault. Uh, it's tough to to say. Um, I think I I would like to push back against that a little bit. Um, so being a teacher and also a substitute teacher. Mm-hmm on multiple occasions uh yeah basically like most of the interactions that keenan and miss horn had were incredibly inappropriate you like, think so at least, at least in today's day and age yeah like cracking mm. his back and <laughs> physically gra- okay and, yeah, and right. helping helping him get something out of his eye and visiting him at his place of work, all of those are pretty unprofessional and uh, <laughs> definitely not close to the boundaries that are meant to be drawn between teachers and students. Good to hear. I, I didn't want to falsely accuse or anything like that. So no, no. I mean, I mean, definitely today, mm-hmm. but it probably was less strict back then. But still, it's like you you don't want to be touching <laughs> your students a- at all. Yeah. Like no, con- not even during the non-COVID world. Like maybe a high five or something, but yeah. If it nope. feels a little, uh, and yeah, I I don't want to point fingers here, but episode was written by Dan Schneider. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, for the episode that it is, it's very funny. Right, right, and uh, we know that it, uh, the it's a sitcom format that they have set up for us. Yes, <laughs> I think this episode was a great exhibition of Kim Fields. Oh yeah, I would, I'd like to talk about her for a minute here because sure. She, uh, to as to what Keenan's point is, she's all <laughs> she all old, <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, I disagree with that. She all young because uh, when she, this episode aired uh, in September of uh, tw- of 1997, she was 28 years old. Wow, that's pretty young to be a, a TV show director. Yeah, uh, so I went over like kind of her history here. Uh, she was a child star on uh, oh. on Good Times and Facts of Life. Ah, oh, okay. She had a catchphrase on, I think, one of the shows that was, uh, you might recognize it. It's, uh, we're in trouble. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that, that's... No uh, way, that's their line. Yeah, uh-huh. So, uh, I think her being a director of the, the show has kind of brought that into its vernacular. Ah, oh, wow. That's that's what they're referencing every time they do that. As uh, is her younger role. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, uh, but not only that, she was uh, an actress in her older years too. But uh, living single from 1993 to 1998. So while she was directing some of Keenan and Kel. Wow. <laughs> so she she was really just in uh, doing all kinds of different work. Uh, she directed 27 episodes of Keenan and Kel, including like many of our favorites. That's right. So I, I just want to say that this is this episode is a really good kind of a show achievement award for Kim Fields and the great work that she did. And it's really fun. I mean, just like 
the the fact that like Keenan and Miss Horn of course can't do anything right, and he's just helping her out and being a good steward. Um, and basically, like th- they do have this like romantic moment, but it's in Keenan's dream. Mm-hmm. Which is and, and that moment is like where everybody shines because it's in a dream. So it's like, oh, you can have some fun with it. And so they have this great dance number, and it really, really was like the fog and and the cla- like the dance uh, floor and the classroom, and it was really good. Yeah, Keenan's very, I think I'd say ambivalent about their relationship. Absolutely, <laughs> which I think uh, is is worthwhile because I, I it hasn't happened to me personally, but I understand the uh, the vibe of having a crush on a younger teacher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, spe- uh, which speaking of which, uh, I think it's worth. Uh, so I've got a theory about when this aired. So um, this episode, as we've said several times, and as we discovered uh, accidentally recording this episode, aired on September twenty seventh, nineteen ninety seven, uh, and is kind of out of order with a lot of the other series, the rest of the series. Uh, like like uh, the episode before this one aired on November first, and the one after it aired November nineteenth. Uh, so earlier, do you remember me talking about the episode uh, "Hooky" of Hey Arnold? Yes. When we were talking about Ditch Day Afternoon, same week, right? Uh huh. So in season two of Hey Arnold, there's another episode called uh, "Crush on Teacher." What? Which aired on November fifth, nineteen ninety-seven. What? Yeah, and it's it's literally the episode is there is a substitute teacher in Arnold's class. What and, the heck? And they think that uh, Arnold and Gerald like develop theories that oh Arnold has a clear crush on her, and they think that she's like you know sending him signals and eventually <laughs> inviting him over to her apartments and so it's very. Uh, my theory is that. They lined up for the episode on Hooky, and they're like, "Let's not do that again. Let's here. Let's juggle up the order of these episodes." <laughs> and they put this one earlier, so it's wow. now the same week. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so I, that was a fun connection that I found. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I guess we'll we don't even have to confirm that that's accurate. We can just say that it is because nobody is gonna fact check us. And if they do, they should be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do it live, please. Uh, the the last thing I want to say about the Amazon order is that it, it lines right up with... Uh, there's ep- there's seasons one and two of Keenan and Cal were uh, printed on DVD, like for a limited release type thing. And the order that they are on those DVDs is the same order that they're on Amazon. So I think that order, it doesn't line up with uh, the, the Wikipedia one, but that's what the distribution order is gotcha so all right i i did all my homework <laughs> thank, thank you for sharing that that's my full book report <laughs> <laughs> all right let's let's get to into the ratings of this episode uh okay so imdb has this episode rated at a uh 7.9 uh number 17 out of 62 uh so pretty pretty high on the list uh out of 10 bottles of orange soda what would you give this episode of Keenan well Cal? Initially, I wanted to give it a 10, and on the second watch, I think I'm going to give it a 9. Because it's uh, still really, really good, but I don't think it's quite as good as I had thought initially. Uh, as a final note here, can you talk about your relationship as a substitute teacher? <laughs> and <laughs> well, did, did this have any of those vibes? Not the Substitute cr- teaching is nowadays is basically like uh, uh, the assignment is online, and you just sit there and like babysit. <laughs> um, you know, you basically just make sure nobody's like 
throwing things at each other or like <laughs> acting up. Um, so you don't actually get to like teach stuff. But mm-hmm. a long-term sub is different, so you would have to teach. But, um, yep, you basically just like, yeah, hey, my name is Mr. Lemma, and uh, I'm your sub today, and I'll take roll, and let's get rolling. And then they're like, you're a teacher? That's basically how it goes. <laughs> yeah. the, one, the one kid, like, he's like, I've never seen you before. You're a teacher here? I'm like, no, I'm just here because I want to be. I'm just I'm volunteering and uh, it's like it's like yes, dude. I I'm here because I just have nothing else to do. It's like no, I work here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, great. Uh, uh, talking about uh, so yeah, I was gonna give it a, a pretty decent score too, just because of how at, in celebration of Kim Fields, uh, I'm probably gonna give it an eight and a half bottles of orange soda. All right. Yeah. So we'll come back to that. Uh, I think the lottery is just a just a notch above it this season for me. Gotcha. Uh, so what episode are we talking about next week? Next week, we have the celebration of Thanksgiving with the Turkey Day episode. Yep. <laughs> Keenan and Cal get into some Thanksgiving mayhem. <laughs> definitely definitely one that you should all tune into since it's the some kind of season of giving by the time this airs. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So uh, thank you for joining us, Fantas, and uh, I hope you have uh, romantic dreams. <laughs> All right, everybody, until next time, aw, here it goes. Thank you for listening. You can send us an email at keenancalpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash keenancalpodcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all at keenancalpodcast. 